And now, from beyond our dimension, this is the Jeff Mara Podcast. Here's Jeff. My guest is Nina Verkoyan, who is called the Modern Female Buddha by LA Weekly. She's a former psychologist and spiritual teacher who has 20 years of experience in human consciousness. In 2016, Nina went through a spontaneous spiritual transformation and acquired spiritual knowledge that profoundly changed her life and work. Since then, her mission has been to spread the message of meta-spirituality and share it with millions of people. Nina, thank you for joining me today and welcome. Thank you, Jeff. It's my pleasure. Thank you for having me. Nina, can you first start with your spiritual spontaneous transformation? Yeah, that was truly a spontaneous moment because at that point I was no longer a so-called spiritual seeker. I stopped doing any spiritual practice. I got very disappointed with all the spiritual practices because I didn't see, um, you know, tangible results in my daily life, regardless of the amount of time I would spend on my yoga mat and my meditation. So at some point after a couple of uh, decades of doing all that and even teaching all sorts of uh, spiritual things, um, I kind of decided to take a break. Uh, I couldn't and didn't want to do it any longer. Uh, And then after a year and a half of me um, not searching for the truth, not looking for anything, um, I was sitting in my bedroom uh, and I asked myself a question. I was contemplating on what love is. And I asked myself this deep, uh, deep question. What is love? Truly, what is it? And I don't know what happened. I don't know what was the prerequisite for that. Maybe it was just the right time and the right question for, for this moment. But I suddenly received the answer. And the answer was not in words. It was in my state of being. I felt that my identity shifted. And I felt this absolutely spontaneous, incredibly powerful shift and I realized myself as everything the whole universe like was in me and I I was love that was the answer I was the answer and it's not just me as a person I realized that uh, me and you and everybody else we are one Uh, you hear this a lot in spiritual circles we are all one we are all one soul whatever right but of course you don't truly understand the meaning of that until you actually fully experience it and it was very profound and it changed my life um like radically that's how it happened so i wasn't taking any substances i wasn't meditating i wasn't doing anything specific but i had a very sincere and deep request uh within what is this? What is love? And I got the answer. Is it possible during that time you were having any type of crisis in your life? I was not. I mean, we can call it a crisis, yes, because I stopped searching for the truth. And I was a very desperate seeker for decades. I I believe that I started searching for, for meaning, for the truth since my teenage years. 
I was teaching yoga and meditation for a decade at that point. I, I was living in this whole uh, search, but nothing would satisfy my my hunger. And I would always feel that there's something that I don't understand. There's some missing puzzle in every teaching, spiritual teaching I, I would study, in, in every spiritual book I would read. I still felt that there is something that I need to find. And for a long time, I felt that maybe it's my mind's trick, my ego mind that is never satisfied, that is always looking for something and is never happy with the uh, with what is. But I am now confidently uh, saying that until we actually realize and know the truth of who we are, until we shift our self-identification uh, from self-identifying with our small personal self to self-identifying with the creator or God or, or the universe, call it whatever you want, right? You will not feel complete and you will try to throw everything into that hole to make it whole to make it complete you will try external achievements you will try maybe money you will try um, looking for your soulmate maybe that will make you complete but nothing will work uh, because our main mission and purpose of every one of us is to realize the truth of who we are that's why i call it the last truth because this is the main the ultimate and the last truth that we are all on a mission to find in this life at the time that this happened were you already a psychologist yes and i quit uh working as a psychologist at that point because i started working as a meditation teacher a spiritual coach um, i worked as a psychologist for a few years after i graduated and then i kind of gave it up and went into like a broader spectrum of, um, you know, working with awareness and working with the mind. At what point did you develop meta-spirituality? That was actually exactly, um, how would I call it? The, the result of my experience in 2016, all the knowledge that came, came to me not even at that day, because that experience didn't last for just a day. It lasted for almost a week. Uh, I was in that state uh, of being love, of being God, of being everyone. And at that, at, at that state, I was able to kind of re-see everything there is and and it's so difficult to put it in words, you know, it's so difficult to translate it into human language. But the easiest way to say is that I was born anew. And as a new identity, I had to put absolutely new meaning to everything I know, see, experience, think. It's like I was reinterpreting everything that was in me um, and everywhere else. So I was writing down nonstop for days 
all the epiphanies, all the knowledge, all this reinterpretation of every aspect of life. And later, um, it became lectures, my main set of lectures, my main course that I called The Last Truth. And the whole concept I called uh, meta-spirituality because it's meta means beyond. And it's just so beyond the mainstream spirituality that we know now. Uh, that's where the name came from. Do you feel like you're getting downloads from this etheric world? Or do you feel like somehow you are connecting into it or connecting into your higher self? It's an interesting question because it's kind of both. Um, when we feel separation from that source of awareness of knowledge then we might say we are downloading something from somewhere that is separate from us but at that moment when we feel super connected and one with the source then who do you download and from where it is actually who you are and the knowledge that you've always had but you didn't have access to it before and when you know yourself as that then all this knowledge is suddenly revealed. There's no more questions. There's only answers. And the, this knowledge is just uh, self-obvious. And it's not even that you, uh, like I was asking a question, oh, what does that mean during those days? Or what is that? Or what is this? It's like the moment my, my kind of uh, energy shifts towards some life, um, aspect of life or like life sphere or some theme suddenly all the meaning is revealed it's like i'm putting my attention towards i don't know parenthood and then i suddenly see everything that was hidden from me before before when i was in my small personal self and i get all these revelations epiphanies insights oh this is what I was missing. It's like you had blind spots in every aspect of your life. Not completely dumb, right? But just blind spots everywhere. And then suddenly somebody put a flashlight. So my attention and my kind of questioning worked in the same way. It's like putting a flashlight going from one sphere to another. And wherever I look and whatever I look at, it's like suddenly all clear. And you can see everything that you can see before. It was a very profound experience. And I am not in that state now 24-7. Uh, but this is something that I kind of learned viscerally how to get into at will. Uh, I don't do it often. It's taxing, to be honest. It is not a state of mind that we actually are supposed to live our daily lives. It is not, it is, it is very uh, kind of demanding for your body um, when all your energy, attention and everything is just not grounded. <laughs> but uh, during those days and whenever I need, I, I can still kind of download, we can, we can say it in this way. But I also know that I'm not downloading from anything or from anyone. It is me. It is us. It's interesting. I think this is a great question because you have both an academic education and a spiritual experience. So how do you define consciousness? 
Uh, yeah, it's another difficult question. Uh, you know, we people, we used to, you know, like put in labels, oh, consciousness is this, uh, love is this, but it's so difficult to actually put it in words because it's so much bigger than we um, try to make it. Anyway, um, let me think. I think consciousness is, there's two aspects to it. First, it's a personal individual consciousness that we can talk about. And this is how the creator or oneness expresses itself through these billions of physical bodies. And we all have uh, our kind of individual consciousness, but still connected to that. But this is when we feel separate from the source, right? When we are so-called unenlightened yet, right? Unenlightened about the true nature of who we are. And then there is consciousness that people also talk about in spiritual um, circles, uh, that like consciousness in general, um, the universal consciousness, right? So uh, it, it is it is kind of the same, but not divided. Um, so consciousness is who we are. We are fully conscious in our true nature of the creator. But at the same time, we're also separate on a physical level. And then our consciousness is also separated or individuated. Uh, that's how I can explain that. Do you think that the universal consciousness is all of us collectively when we're on the other side, as well as the consciousness of the creator? I wouldn't say that it is all of us collectively. Uh, I can also say it's just any one of us. Uh, this is who we are because every single individual has within himself this totality it just he doesn't realize it every moment of his life or, or he never realizes it so uh, we are one soul so to speak we just have billions of bodies but we have one soul or one consciousness or one higher self we have one higher self my higher self and your higher self are one this is a difficult thing to understand, and this is why meta-spirituality is different from uh, many popular spiritual teachings um, when people are told that we all have our own higher self, right? In meta-spirituality, and from, from my experience, from what I felt then in 2016, is that we all have one higher self. We just have different bodies and different minds, but our mind is just this um, like um, divider uh, between our true shared higher self and our physical body so that we could function and feel separate and we could separate our experiences in this body from other people's experiences. Would you say that that one higher self that we all are is God? Yes. Would you say it's also the creator of everything? Yes. Well, how does meta-spirituality differ from other things like the law of attraction? The law of attraction is a great method, and it is very close to the truth. 
but it still doesn't give you the full truth of who you are. And that's the main difference between uh, the law of attraction or any other teachings and matter spirituality. Let me explain. Uh, the law of attraction is just one law that tells you that if you believe a positive thought or focus on some positive um, aspect, this is what you will manifest. This is what you will become. And this is true because we as the creator, uh, the way we perceive anything is the way we create it. We are the creator of this universe. But what uh, the law of attraction uh, followers don't realize is that they are the ones who created the law of attraction too. So the law of attraction only works because we decided it to be the law. And this law can be changed uh, like any other law that we as the creator create. So uh, it's a great tool to create more positivity in life, but it doesn't give you this full truth and this full responsibility and this full empowerment of being who you are. It doesn't tell you, it doesn't tell you that you are the one who creates the law of attraction and any other spiritual laws and any other uh, beliefs that can be manifested. So the focus of meta spirituality is to give you the truth not the methods, not the tools, how to create a better reality. That will follow for sure once you realize your true power of the creator. But we are not focusing on just one law, even if it's a beneficial law, which gives us a lot of benefits, which the law of attraction is. It's a great and a beneficial and a very positive and a good um, creation of ours. But still, we need to not forget who we are in this. We need not to put the power into the hands of the tool or of the law or of the method. We need to remember that we are the ones who have all the power and we are the ones who create the laws, the methods, and other tools, spiritual tools that we use. I call them spiritual intermediaries because they still act as something that we use in order to connect with the source or create the reality we want, but they're still tools. And the main goal of meta spirituality is to give you the realization of who you are. Are you saying then that the last truth is that we are everything and that we're just separated while we're here by our mind? Yes. Uh, we are God, for lack of a better word, uh, who is expressing himself in these billions of physical bodies. And when God, no, when a human being realizes that true nature of, uh, of himself, when he realizes that he is God in a physical form, just like every other human being, it's not like I am God and you are just people and that's the problem right <laughs> some people can interpret it in a completely um, insane way right and and we have an issue but if you realize that this is a true nature of every living thing and this is who we are then you no longer separate yourself from others you're no longer putting yourself on a pedestal that you are god and others are not like uh you actually realize 
that we are truly all one, that we truly are God, everything changes. How do you apply meta-spirituality to your life to benefit yourself? Yeah, there's actually no application. I would, I would change the word application and use the word expression. Because when you have the realization of who you are, your main task and mission is to just express yourself. It's about expressing and being rather than practicing. Because practicing is, again, like practicing something which is not you, like you're practicing something. When you know who you are, you're no longer practicing, you are being that. And our main kind of goal in this to not forget, uh, to not resist the truth, to be able to accept it. It's a very difficult task because even, even if I tell you, you are God, what do you do with that? Mm. Your mind will resist. It will be like, okay, I understand it. Maybe you're right, but like, and what? Nothing is going to change. And this is a symptom of our ego mind's resistance and our kind of heart's um, unreadiness to become that. So this is a process. This is what I teach in my lectures. This is what my work is dedicated to. You brought up a great point because you said, yes, I may understand that and it may be true for me, but how do I make the change or the leap to from Believing to knowing and actually make some type of huge spiritual transformation. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's why, um, first of all, it is not possible to do in an instant. It's a process. So meta-spirituality is not about some magic pill or a quick fix. It is a complete rebuilding of your identity. And we start with getting rid of all the false beliefs that we had before. For example, the belief in separate souls or separate higher selves. We kind of cleaning and preparing the ground, the internal ground, uh, to be able to accept the truth of who we are. And actually, um, when you cleanse yourself from those uh, concepts that were based and born in, in a separate mind, in separation, like separate souls, uh, separate souls interacting with each other and giving us some soul contracts to live through. And, you know, all these separate higher forces that are judging us or rewarding us, all this internal separation that we live in. Once this is cleansed through my lectures, through the energy that I try to transmit and, and share with people through the intention of ours, uh, through all the information that I reveal. Um, then once the ground is clean and cleansed, the truth becomes obvious because as I already said, it's always there. We carry this truth of who we are in, in our heart. We just have so many other things on top of it that it's no longer visible. So my job is first to cleanse that and then keep reminding you uh, who you are. And, and it's not a one-day thing. But it's also not very difficult and it doesn't take too long. It's just a few weeks of this dedicated work. If you're actually dedicated, if you're ready for this, if you feel 
that you want to know the truth, your motivation is pure, then you will become enlightened in a matter of days. It's, it's what happens to many students of mine. Is there a connection between psychology and your psychological training and meta-spirituality? I would say psychology was simply a symptom of me being on a spiritual path, looking for meaning, uh, being a spiritual seeker. And I was trying different modalities, different ways of how to get to know yourself better, find this answer to the question, who am I? So I, I love psychology, but it still feels quite narrow. Um, you know, it, it's not the truth. It also, what I don't like in psychology is that there's a lot of focus on the past, you know, instead of on the truth of the present moment and the truth of who you are. Uh, when we focus on the past, we're kind of almost recreating the traumas <laughs> that, uh, you know, in, in the illusion that we will maybe somehow change it. Um, but in my opinion, we will always have trauma after trauma and a destructive mental program and another one the next day, even if we eliminated the yesterday's program. Um, because until we know who we are, until we live, until we stop living in the illusion of being separate from everyone and everything, we will just keep creating those distortions in perception, and we will create problems. We will create suffering. We will create negative beliefs. So it's a never-ending um, cycle. Uh, until we get to know who we truly are and we see things clearly and we perceive ourselves and others without much distortion and we no longer create traumas, negative beliefs, destructive emotions and all of that. In your opinion, what is the point of us reincarnating over and over again? And is there an end point to it? Yeah, it's it's a beautiful question because in meta spirituality we don't believe that we are reincarnating. We believe that we and our true nature is that source, that um, oneness, uh, and these bodies they just come and go, and they they don't look. Uh, let me put it this way. Uh, if we realize that there are no separate souls, then what will reincarnate and into what? There's no reincarnation then, because there's no separation on the higher level of existence. There's no separate pieces of something that can reincarnate into something else. There's just oneness. We either realize that true self of ours or we don't. Uh, when the physical body is dropped, uh, dead, then nothing changes. It's just what what existed before. Our true, uh, immortless nature is still there. There will be different bodies. It is expressing itself through, but nothing is reincarnated. 
this higher self of ours is always present, is always here. It's not incarnating, reincarnating, outcarnating. It is always there. So um, we as physical entities, we just disappear when our body disappears. But it doesn't mean that we as our true self disappear. So when we realize who we truly are and we connect to that source, we keep realize, realizing who we are even after our body is dead. And that's basically it. Do you think then that if somebody recalls a past life, they're just recalling some other life that this main source has had at another point in time? No, um, I actually have a very... Simple explanation of what the recollections of a past life uh, are. I call it a glitch in the system. Uh, when a uh, when when a separate being, when a separate person suddenly taps into oneness, spontaneously, suddenly taps into oneness. Uh, where you actually experience everyone as yourself, as you. Uh, but it just zooms into some specific random person who lived before or will live later or lives right now. We feel that we are that person. We have this feeling, oh, it feels exactly like this is me. And then when this person gets zoomed out from the other person, and the mind starts trying to understand what happened. I felt like another person. This separate mind comes with just one idea. If I, if I felt like it was me, but it's no longer me, maybe that person lived a long time ago, it means that was me in my previous life. But what happened is you just tapped into the oneness field, into who you are, where you're one with everything who ever existed or will exist at that level, there's even no time. Time doesn't exist there. Present, past, and future, they're all one. So it's not like you were that person. No, you just zoomed into that particular person. But you can also zoom into any other person who ever lived and feel as him, as that being, and feel everything as if you were him. It's just a random thing who you suddenly tapped into, zoomed into. So those are like glitches in the system. I call it a glitch because it's not something that you do consciously like at will. And um, there's no other explanation for the mind than to say, oh, it means it's me in my past life. But no, because you are everyone. You are every person who have existed or will exist. But yeah, this is just tapping into who we all are, uh, who we all are into our higher self. Why? I don't know if it makes sense. I, I think it make I think it makes sense, and I was gonna add that basically, if you tap into some other life, it's still you, anyways, right? Yes. Why is there so much suffering here? Because we don't know who we are, and we have this distortion in our perception. We live our life uh, not knowing who we are, like the creator. In um, being oblivious to who he is, being unconscious of who he is in this physical body. And when you're 
an unconscious creator, you will make unconscious choices. You will um, create unconsciously. You will be the creator who creates unconsciously, which means you will create chaos, destruction, suffering, simply from the lack of realizing who you truly are. This is why I think spirituality and matter spirituality in particular is so important for all of us. The main goal of any spiritual teaching is this realization of who we are, of our true oneness that will eliminate um, our unconscious creation of suffering and struggling and, and all of that. My English might not be good enough to explain such difficult subjects, but you, I'm trying my best. You're doing a great job, and this is not easy to explain in any language. Yeah, that's true. That's true. In this 3D realm that we live in, we're not aware that we are God, basically. But when we are in the realm where the one higher self is, we know everything, right? Right. When we're in that realm, do we understand that if we come to this earth or whatever realm this is, that we're not going to remember who we really are? This is our choice. We can make a choice to remember. And I am absolutely confident that any single, any human being, every human being, if he actually has this desire to remember, a pure, true, and very strong intention to know who he is, he will unlock this memory within. He will know. It's a free will of the creator. Whatever you choose inside, you will experience. So the problem with the majority of us is that we are not that desperate to know the truth. You see, many people don't want that. Many people don't need it. They are actually okay with the way things are, regardless of how it sounds. Because yes, there are a lot of um, issues in the world. There's a lot of suffering. But we are kind of okay. We don't truly feel like, no, this is unacceptable for me. I want to know the truth. I want to be able to change things. I uh, Starting from my own personal life, like I want to change this or this aspect. Uh, if we have true, pure intention and a very strong, pure motivation, I'm absolutely 100% sure that we will create this experience for us as the creator. The lack of choice, the lack of intention is the problem. Why does the creator want to incarnate here as all these individual beings in the first place? To experience, to get to know what is he capable of. Uh, the very first feeling that I felt in 2016 when I realized myself as God at that moment was a feeling of relief and a huge um how should i put it like a huge expansion huge relief that i now have this body that i can express myself through i was like wow i can think i can speak i can touch i can create experiences i can interact with my other creations i can develop relationships i couldn't do any of that 
when I didn't have a physical body or physical bodies, all of them, right? I, I was just this consciousness that doesn't even actually know what he is and what he's capable of with the limits. Uh, so having a physical body for the creator is not um, what limits him like some spiritual teachings, you know, was saying from the dawn of time, oh, this physical body is a prison uh, for a spirit. This physical body is something that is limiting us. We need to get rid of the body. This is not true, actually. For the creator, our physical bodies are like vehicles through which he can express and test and get to know and realize who he is, what he's capable of, constantly expanding, constantly growing like our constantly expanding universe i've interviewed about 500 people who claim to have had near-death experiences how do you explain that i don't know i never experienced it i never had a near-death experience it's difficult for me to speak about something i never felt myself um i, I can only speculate um i don't know Honestly, I don't know. What about out-of-body experiences in general? Yeah, I, I had a lot of out-of-body experiences that were not near-death experiences. Mm -hmm. But, you know, um, let me tell you something. I am confident that we can have thousands of out-of-body experiences and we still will not know the truth. Uh, we will play those games, we will entertain ourselves, we may get a lot of beautiful insights, but until we know the truth of who we are, until we make the choice to know, that's all that's needed, until we make this true inner determined choice, our life will still be the same. Yes, we can entertain ourselves in various ways and forms, but they're kind of useless in, in my personal opinion. I had it before. I had it many times. I was trying to practice those, you know, when you fall asleep, you consciously try to go somewhere else, you know, all these types of practices. But they were just fun and they wouldn't give me the truth of who I am. They wouldn't shift my identity they certainly give something there are some benefits at at least they show us that there is something beyond our cognitive mind and our physical body but i think this shouldn't be our main focus uh, no spiritual practice should because we can practice for decades and get caught up in this game of practicing, in the game of being a student, constant student, constant seeker, constant student of life, not the creator of it. So again, it all boils down to just one inner decision. I am done being the student of life. I want to be the creator of it. I want to know who I am. I want to know the truth. And from there... I'll see and decide what I want to experience. But I want to remember who I am while still in this physical body. And then this new self gets born. The meta self that I call it. Uh, the self that knows that it's God. 
but still in the physical body. Doesn't try to get rid of the mind, but using the mind. Uh, it's it's this um, new identity of matter self is like a bridge between who we truly are and our past self. It's a really crazy concept now that I'm thinking of it, but. This is the third identity that gets born in us when we realize the truth. I feel like I've been able to manifest both good and bad things in my life. And it's easier to manifest bad things. So I have to be mindful in order to manifest good things. Can you comment on that? You know, it's not like it's easier to manifest bad things. I guess we can put it this way too. But it's when we have this illusion of separation from the source, from the others, from the so-called outer world. When we have this separation, as I already explained earlier, we have this distortion in perception. We see everything through the eyes of separation and we see things in a distorted way, kind of. So in this state of being, it's very difficult to make correct choices, to manifest anything uh, beautiful because we are in this illusion, in this distortion. So yeah, it takes an effort to get a glimpse of truth and, and make a correct choice to see things clearly and to manifest harmony instead of chaos. Again, it all comes down to just one thing, whether you know who you are or you don't. If you don't know who you are, again, unfortunately, regardless of your good intentions or how many hours a day you're meditating or anything else, you will inevitably create chaos because you are not who you are and you can't express who you are. Once you developed meta-spirituality, how did things in your day-to-day -day life change, like personal and professional relationships? Yeah, everything changed radically. I always say that that day was my uh, second uh, time being born, so to speak. In my personal relationship, for example, um, when we don't know who we are, we don't feel our intrinsic self-value. So we don't have this true self-love. It is impossible. We will try to get this uh, self-love to achieve it. We can kind of in, um, increase our self-value by maybe some external achievements. Uh, if we have more money, if we get this job, if we achieve this and that in external world, maybe we start to kind of respect ourselves better. But this is all conditional. This doesn't give us this true self-love. Um, self all those self-love rituals, they will not do much. The affirmations, I love myself, it's not going to work. True self-love and um, self-respect, and as a result, true love to others and respect to others comes only from the realization of who you are. Then you stop trying to validate your own self by achieving things externally. Um, you know, all of this disappears. And you see 
your true inner value and the value of everybody else. You realize that you are this life force. You are the creation and the created. You are the creator at the same time. It's like you are everything. Uh, how can you have a feeling of not deserving something or, uh, you know, like all those self-value issues that people have and because of that they have really big problems in relationships when do we have problems in relationships in in personal and love relationships when we don't have this self-love then we start to uh, cling to another person we start to demand things from another person when we feel lack within we start trying to compensate our not knowing who we are uh, with taking another person, another partner, labeling him as our soulmate and trying to become happy because he is nearby. Like this is a compensation mechanism. And what can we give to this person in this state? Of course, we can give still a lot. We, we try our best, um, but we will never be able to give true love, true respect because we don't have it within. So everything starts with us knowing who we are. Then this tremendous self-respect comes, unconditional self-love comes, ability to love others and be more compassionate and be more you know, accepting who they are. But at the same time, your proper self-value will not allow you to enter the relationship with somebody who you immediately see and feel and know uh, will be creating just drama and uh, you know all those negative scenarios that we now observe in personal relationships that people usually come to a psychologist with those scenarios would just not be created if we knew who we are before we enter them so your life changes. Answering your question, Jeff, really quickly, life changes tremendously in every aspect of life. I believe, as you said earlier, if we want to start incorporating meta-spirituality to our lives, the first thing is to kind of drop old beliefs, right? Yes. And then the next step would be learning new beliefs? Is learning who we are and how to express it in a daily life. A kind of putting this new, it's like seeing the world through the eyes of this new identity, through the eyes of unity, not separation. Like, for example, you're in the midst of some, I don't know, heated conversation with your spouse, right? Uh, and you are in this situation because you've forgotten for a moment who you are. Any external conflict, problem, issue is simply a sign that in this moment you are not remembering who you are. Once you remember again, once you kind of bounce back and like, hey, I'm making this choice to remember who I am. And then through these new eyes, you start looking at the situation. And how would it look? You ask yourself, how would it look? What would I feel? What would I say? How would I react if I remembered that I am God, that I am that person? Uh, that I am one with everything, that I am the creator of the situation. I am responsible 100% for everything that's happening now. The words that this person is saying 
They are my words. I am saying this to myself through the medium of that person. It is all me. It is all my creation. It is all our creation. So when we realize that, the conflict stops. You will not fight with yourself, with your reflection in the mirror. So many, many conflicts and problems and issues we have now in this life, in this world, they will just disappear if we truly accept this new way of looking at everything. So this identity shift changes everything. It's a perception change. Have you ever been in a disagreement with a person that doesn't believe what you believe and then you still made that realization that I'm talking to myself and we are all one? And if so, how did it resolve? Interesting question. I don't think I ever had uh, an experience of uh, being in a conflict with somebody who wouldn't accept uh, what I'm saying. Funny enough, right? Because I work with a lot of people, but... Usually I attract or create in my life scenario those who are already ready for this message and those who completely disagree. They probably just look at me and say, what a nonsense, and they don't even come close. Um, but um, this is how it works, yes. And we even have this, I can ex we call it an experiment in our metaspirituality community that when you are in any conflict with somebody, this is what my students are practicing like daily. If they start to bring the memory back in that moment, everything changes. And even that person feels it. Even if you don't say anything, but you just shift your perception of this person, he will change. You, you should like uh, try it and yeah, let I think me it's... know if it worked. But I, it does. I think it would be an interesting experiment. I mean, even for something simply like as if you're at the grocery store and somebody is rude to you or whatever, or starts some kind of conflict with you over being in line or something, how would that situation change if you became mindful of I am him and, and we're all one anyways? Yeah. Unless, unless we create those specific situations because through that medium, in that moment, we want to remind ourselves about something. Sometimes we create external crises and external difficulties to, to kind of learn from it. Uh, unfortunately, it's still the case that we're learning from adversity. And I'm saying unfortunately, because then we get stuck in that and we need to create more and more conditions for learning. We're creating more and more adversity. Uh, we kind of think that we can only become wise uh, from going through all those conflicts and crises. And there's other ways, of course. But uh, what I'm trying to say here is that uh, when this experiment might not work is when you actually have your inner choice. I want this situation to be exactly as it is now because I will extract some side benefit from it some some something useful like i want that i may extract it in a week from now it will maybe instigate some i don't know realizations in me that will come tomorrow or tonight when i go to bed or when i sit in my meditation tomorrow so we we create all of this in our external reality somehow uh, for our benefit but 
obviously these ways are not very um you know effective and they're painful and this is why we have so much difficulties in our lives but we choose to grow through that are we even aware that we're creating these adversities most of us are not aware of that no once you realize who you are and you start living um as the creator and you constantly remind yourself and you constantly make this inner choice to not forget then you when you find yourself in some difficult situation of course you will realize that and you will know that this is all your creation and then if you know that you can look deeper and uh you can be brave enough to look deeper and see why you created this situation what you created it for you will see exactly what for you'll know and once you extract what you needed from that situation uh, or maybe you can give it to yourself somehow differently then that situation no longer needs to continue the conflict will be resolved the problem will be solved it sounds like you gave us already one practical tip to add to our lives can you give us any more no i can't i can't give any practical tip because it will be like giving some spiritual tool into the hands of the old identity you see i can give you thousands of tools and thousands of practices and thousands of them but it will still be <clears throat> uh, your old identity using those tools it will not be your new identity and this is what i teach this is why it's not a one day thing um, but as i said in a matter of days you can realize that and become enlightened so the main recommendation i can give to anyone who's watching now and feel curiosity and resonance with what i'm saying is to watch my free uh, one hour long masterclass where i actually prepare the ground for people to receive this truth so this masterclass is called the introduction to matter spirituality but it is also about eliminating the three biggest spiritual misconceptions that i believe are crucial and um, they're like hindering our spiritual understanding our uh, knowing of who we are so we start with eliminating them first in this free masterclass and then you can join our membership or join our meta spirituality community uh, but this is the main uh, not a practice but main recommendation for everybody um, to start preparing the ground for the truth to enter your your being do they see this video on youtube or on your website no it's on my main website meta-spirituality.org on the main page on the very first screen you can sign up for free and you have this instant access to this masterclass you watch it and this is what we start with it's actually important because i don't accept anybody um into the meta spirituality community membership i don't sell anything to anybody unless i know that they actually watched this free masterclass and made sure that they understand they resonate they prepare themselves to receive this is an important first and free step to meta spirituality
Do you have a YouTube channel or anything else that you're working on that you want us to know about? I have my Instagram account. It's nina.vercoin. Maybe we can put a link uh, somewhere in the description of this video. Uh, But you can also find all the social uh, uh, links on my main website, matter-spirituality.org. You can find my Instagram, my YouTube channel, which I do have. Everything is there. If somebody wants to ask you questions after watching this video, are you up for that? And if so, what's the best way to reach you? Yeah, I think the best way is to, as I said, go to my main webpage, watch this masterclass first, because I will most likely cover many initial questions in that masterclass too. And then if you still have questions and you want to talk, there is a contact form on my website, or you can also text me on my Instagram uh, into into my uh, direct uh, messenger. Nina, before we finish up, can you leave us with one last positive message? Know the truth of who you are. Make this inner decision. Uh, Do not think that you can start uh, changing your life by uh, working on some this aspect of your life or this aspect you know we people always postpone we think that everything else is more important than this spiritual truth it's understandable because it's something that we can touch we can see it's like an abstract idea and it's difficult to believe that this is so important and this is something that we need to start with but from my experience, from the experience of thousands of people and students of uh, matter spirituality, when we realize this truth, when we find this uh, realization, when we become God in a physical form, everything else is easy to fix and solve. Every other aspect of life will change almost automatically. You will stop creating problems. You will stop creating external crisis in order to instigate your internal spiritual progress and uh, spiritual growth. So just understand that maybe you, uh, you're you seeing this video right now. There is a reason for that. Maybe you're ready. It's a sign of your readiness because you created this for yourself. Uh, you stumbled um you came across this video, right? So it means that you are probably getting ready for this. So I would encourage you to not neglect this inner urge and you will not lose anything uh, if you watch this free masterclass. This is how you start. Nina, thank you for that message and thank you for being my guest. Thank you so much, Jeff. The questions were absolutely amazing thank you for the opportunity to spread my message to share the truth to hopefully inspire many people to learn more about it so that they can feel better create a better reality and they become not the students of life but the creator of life thank you thank you thanks for watching the jeff mara podcast I really appreciate you. Another way to show support is through YouTube memberships. And if you do, there are loyalty badges and other perks depending on your level of membership. All you need to do is click the join button underneath the video to find out more. Thank you for your support.